the matter with you? Money isn't everything, you think so? Hello, hello. Welcome back to the latest episode of Whistling in the Dark. I'm your host, Patrick Bradley. Today is Saturday, December 15th, 2018. This is episode 25. <clears throat> I'm hoping to get in another relatively quick episode today. Um, the topic for today, I think, is conspiracies, conspiracy theories, and uh, but kind of in the light of <clears throat> how we've dealt with the uh, the news over these previous twenty four episodes. Um, yeah, and I apologize. I've been a bit under the weather uh, this week and still recovering, so I probably sound kind of weird, and I'm going to be sniffing and coughing. <clears throat> throughout and clearing my throat anyway uh so the what motivated me to want to do this was uh a recent podcast by owen benjamin and then a uh follow-up facebook post and uh <clears throat> i've mentioned owen benjamin in the past he's a pretty interesting guy uh he's a comedian um pretty much libertarian <clears throat> I kind of found him, I guess, through um, listening to Dave Smith. I'm not sure if I knew about him before. Um, I think he's done some TV and stuff, and uh, and then he's, you know, he's he's gotten kind of banned from everything, you know, in the social media purges and stuff. And uh, I, <clears throat> yeah, I I don't listen to him. He he has a really different approach. Um, you know, he, he doesn't do like his stuff is put out in podcasts, but he's really doing kind of a live video with his followers. Um, and he's, he can like interact with them. And then I guess later sort of just uploads it. Whereas, you know, like Dave Smith's just, uh, well, I mean, I guess Dave Smith does, I actually kind of does the same thing. Um, but Owen, Owen Benjamin is, I feel like Dave Smith is more doing it to create the podcast, whereas Owen Benjamin is kind of uploading it as a podcast, sort of as an afterthought more. And it's more about the live kind of interaction and, and everything like that. <clears throat> anyway, so he uh, recently, uh, in his recent posts, uh, or his his this one I was listening to, he was talking about the NASA moon landing and how he doesn't believe in it. Um, you know, which is, which is fine in itself, I guess. Uh, I, you know, it's not something, um, I've delved into too deeply. Um, but you know, I know it's, uh, it's certainly one of, um, you know, one of the pretty popular conspiracy theories. So, uh, and it was kind of interesting and, you know, and, uh, I, I certainly, uh, partake in, uh, conspiracy, uh, theories. There's, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of, to me, the, the, the conspiracy that, 
um, I would say like I buy into that that would be like a uh, you know would I, I guess would be considered a conspiracy theory would be that you know the monetary system is engineered uh, you know and, and is engineered to you know kind of bleed out the poor and the middle class and um, you know the the cronies of the people that got it in you know got it into um, benefit themselves uh as far as like you know freemason illuminati connection uh i mean you know obviously there's like the freemason seal i guess on the uh dollar bill so you know like that kind of stuff but <clears throat> you know with with stuff like that i i kind of find it more entertaining i think than you know useful um to me like the useful thing is understanding economics and why that's you know w why we don't want that you know why it's it's uh <clears throat> you know it's anti-free market it's anti-freedom you know giving the monopoly power to distribute money and produce money to this weird quasi you know private government organization um you know it, to me that's the important thing you know understanding if it's like some weird you know shape-shifting aliens that put it in place um is i mean either way the conclusion is we get you know we should get rid of this um so and it's it's pretty simple you know it's not it's it's not that difficult to to sort of like parse through that it's just you know you're battling against massive propaganda you know sort of teaching the uh you know the opposite of, of this that it's actually you know inflation is is good and deflation is bad and you know all this stuff anyway so i um you know i subscribe to that certainly um the whole war on drugs conspiracy and uh, i'm pretty pretty friendly to that i mean again with you know with all these things i'm sure there you know there's limits and i'm not spending you know my profession is not conspiracy theories so i'm not spending you know large amounts of my time digging through you know digging through all of the facts and trying to fully understand the narrative but you know when people actually did get convicted in iran contras i mean that you know like nobody ever you know no no government conspiracy was ever like admitted by people in the government uh you know officially like nobody was charged ever right besides oswald with the jfk assassination but in the iran contras like you've got it it's done i mean you know uh, Oliver North was, you know, was convicted. I don't think the dude actually ever spent a day in, in prison, but, uh, but anyway, I mean, not that you necessarily need that. I mean, you don't, you certainly don't need that, right. To, uh, you know, prove something right or wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the, you know, you look at Afghanistan and it went from, you know, the the last year or so or a couple of years or whatever 
the Taliban was in power before we invaded, they stopped producing heroin, like, all the way. And there's some weird... I mean, this is the thing. It's like the mainstream people, you know, they complain about these, like, oh, crazy conspiracy theories, you know. But then the instant that it benefits them, now there's some conspiracy theory that that the Taliban did that on purpose in order to later flood the market with hair. I mean, it's like, it's complete nonsense. I mean, obviously people can act irrationally, you know, a group even like the Taliban certainly can act irrationally, but they're selling it as if it makes economic sense and it doesn't make economic sense. It makes no sense. But sure, yeah, maybe the Taliban just lost their minds and said, hey, we're going to just stockpile, you know, poppies or heroin or whatever they're, you know, exactly producing for a couple years. And then later we'll flood the market with it. And then that will make us super rich. It's I mean, it's, why, why would that make sense? Like, it's certainly not illegal to do that. So why don't, like, I don't know. You know, why doesn't Tesla stop producing electric cars for a couple of years? I mean, still produce them, but not sell them, just to stockpile them. And then there's so many cars, because that makes a lot of sense. It's like, okay, so we're going to stockpile it. So then later, now, you know, you've, you all of a sudden have this massive supply, so you'll be able to sell it at a low price. Like, it's it's dumb. Anyway, so, you know, they just, like, outlawed. They finally said it doesn't go along with their, uh, you know, uh, religion or whatever. It's bad. Before, they, they kind of said, well, as long as you don't use it and you only sell it to, like, the infidels or whatever, it's okay. But um, then eventually... The Taliban said, no, it's just straight up not okay. And it was totally outlawed. And Afghanistan, they weren't, you know, producing nearly as much as they are now. um, But they stopped producing, you know, heroin. And then, you know, we invade and take over. And now something on the order of 90% of the heroin production in the world comes from Afghanistan or the opiate, whatever. And... We have an opioid crisis in the United States. Um, I, you know, I mean, you, you obviously have to do, you know, more work than just say, hey, I mean, it's at best a pretty nasty coincidence. But anyway, so those are like examples of conspiracy theories that, you know, I'm pretty heavy in into. And but even still, it's not to say, you know, there aren't aspects of it um, or, you know, other, you know, think claims that people say are part of the conspiracy, you know, that I don't believe. I mean, I just, you know, it's, it doesn't have to, every single person, uh, that, you know, says something that is part of the, you know, banking conspiracy in the world, you know, I don't have to agree with it, but I can still, you know, agree that there is a conspiracy, um, and you know, the, the American public is, is like being duped really badly and most of the rest of the world as well. Um, so, you know, see, so see so you have that and, and just sort of for my history of, uh, conspiracy theories, I, 
<clears throat> the the first one that really got me this is back in high school was the uh, megalithic structures and um you know the ancient megalithic structures and uh i just thought that was fascinating and and it's even more right it's not just that they're really big um but you know a lot a lot of them um particularly some in egypt you know were crafted with really amazing precision and uh you know all these things that that makes it kind of astounding um and that i think yeah it you know people say like uh, you know, eating like taking LSD really opens up your mind, and 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 I've done my fair share of LSD in in my uh, younger days, and I don't really believe that that occurred with me. I do I do not think like taking acid really helped me um, in my thinking, uh, but I do kind of think that 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 something happened in my mind you know, the first time I sort of saw a possible explanation that, uh, you know, was completely um, in opposition to, like, everything that I was told by the sort of standard authorities. And uh, never heard this anywhere, you know, and it was just like, wow, man, these, you know, and, and, and again, like whether or not, like, I don't know, you know, that thing goes, that conspiracy of the ancient, you know, megalithic building, uh, like there is no, almost no limit to where that, that idea can take you, right? You can go from that to almost every single conspiracy theory you know, like whether it's the Illuminati, you know, banking conspiracy, you know, whatever, alien abductions, right? Like it's all part of it because if you think that aliens helped build the pyramids, then, you know, um, or, or, you know, maybe it's not aliens. Maybe there was like an ancient, more, much more like very advanced ancient human civilization that, you know, somehow their knowledge got to Egypt and you know these early structures or a lot of these early structures are actually like way way older than we think there's these are all, all these ideas but it's I, I uh, maybe it's because it's like my entry into it but it always seemed like this sort of like linchpin that all this stuff now that's not to say that you need to believe that aliens built the uh, pyramids uh in order to think that like you know our our like cia is complicit in you know drug dealing in the united states and helping it occur in order to fund like other black ops um you know it's just saying that you know you can um you know sort of tie everything everything together anyway so so i'm listening to owen benjamin and, uh, you know, he's going off about, you know, this idea, which is to some extent like relatable, right? He's talking about the idea of like how weird it is and frustrating it is that something that seems like basically like so obviously wrong, people will like laugh at you for saying that it's wrong, you know? And in, in this case, he's referring to the uh, moon landing, um, but, you know, for me, it's just like basic economics. It's so simple, you know. Um, but like, 
99% of people that I run into on a daily basis think the total opposite. There's a big, uh, you know, this big ruling in Texas. My my buddy was telling me to uh, take a look at and um, ye- yesterday, I think, that, uh, you know, outlawed the, um, or outlawed, basically concluded that Obamacare was unconstitutional because they did some like crazy, you know, uh, legal gymnastics back when Obamacare was uh, considered or whatever found to be legal by the Supreme Court because it they taxed you if you didn't get it. So somehow that changed it. You know, without the tax, it was just them forcing you saying everybody has to buy health care. And that's basically illegal, you know, to to force uh, or unconstitutional uh, to to force to have the federal government force the American citizenry to like buy anything. So instead of doing that, they said, well, you don't have to buy it. But if you don't buy it, then you get a tax on you and somehow that made it okay and trump removed the tax and since he removed the tax now this court supreme court said well if you don't have the tax then it goes back to being unconstitutional anyway so you know people are going fucking ape shit about this you know uh expectedly and because they think that the government is actually the only way uh the only pathway to good health care um, and this is so like obviously wrong. Like the government is so obviously fucked up healthcare in the United States over like the entire 20th century. Um, but it's completely, you know, not understood by anybody. So in that, you know, in that respect, certainly, absolutely. I mean, I feel like almost, almost every time I have an opinion about something that occurs in the news, you know, I'm left with this tiny percentage of people that I can actually commiserate with. And the rest of the, you know, the rest of the people that I talk to or see in the news or on TV or move, you know, just think the fucking totally opposite. Um, but that's not to say that like everything they think is incorrect, you know, like one, uh, you know, they talk about like sports being like this way of controlling people and, you know, or uh, we're all, uh, um, like the the tribalism idea like oh well it's just connecting to your tribal roots that's why you root for this team and you know i talked about it before it's like okay and but it's like an example of people just saying shit right like there's no there's no like research to that it's just like oh well that yeah that actually sounds kind of right so i'm just gonna parrot it and then everybody says it and nobody critically thinks about it but it's like what about the idea that you just like empathize you know, with the person that with like the struggle and you know what I mean? It's like, to me, the, you know, the stories that really grab people in sports are the ones where people like defy the odds and do this amazing stuff. You know, it's just, I don't know. And I mean, I mean, who cares? But, you know, so, you know, Owen Benjamin, I, I've never listened to him consistently. I'm just kind of like, here and there over the last year, I guess. And I, it seems like he's kind of going off the rails. And that, that's kind of one point I wanted to talk about. But I want to kind of get back to that and just talk about 
this moon landing thing because I think it was it's kind of interesting and I never really looked too much into it. Um, but Owen Benjamin, well, I'll just do his Facebook post because it basically is like what he was talking about, uh, or maybe just some of it. But he, it was something about Steph Curry, I guess, post, and I'm assuming he's referring to the NBA basketball player, Steph Curry posted about the moon landing not being real and then turned around and apologized later and he was like super pissed and he says Steph Curry apologized for being right number one TV signals can go six miles there was no way to send a live signal through 290,000 miles of space not even close we can't get a signal on a plane but in 1969 we were to believe that we could do live TV without a power uh without a power source from the moon we no longer have the tech to return, according to NASA. We still can't get a human being past the Van Allen radiation belt as NASA spends $58 million a day gearing up for Mars. No other country has ever went to the moon because it's impossible. All the tapes of the landing have been erased by NASA. Uh, so, you know, it. I mean, one of the things is, like, I feel like if you're going to, like, come out and say stuff like this, you should probably, like, think about the way it's going to sound uh again because you know most people are not very good at critical thinking and like if you present it in this sort of sloppy way um you know similar to the way i present my podcast i guess uh you know people are just gonna like roll their eyes um for instance point number four no other country has ever went to the moon because it's impossible. You know, I mean, what the fuck does that mean? Like, I mean, are you trying to actually prove a point by saying that? Like, that's just retarded. But he will, you know, then he will, like, turn around and nitpick, you know, things other people say. We can no longer, we no longer have the tech to return, according to NASA. He kept playing a single, like, I don't know, 15 second clip from some random interview i guess from a nasa scientist so you know that's that's not good evidence something that one person happened to say in an interview totally out of context you know no context at all uh we have no idea what the question was like what the interview is just like this guy says something about you know, we lost the tech. Like that doesn't even make sense. Like the idea of losing the technology or what? I mean, I just don't, I don't. I have no idea like what he's referring to, which makes me think that it's just taken out of context. Uh, but the idea is that somehow they don't have the technology that they had in 1969. And I mean, you know, I have a funny feeling that you can't find anything officially from NASA that says that outside of some like you know 15 second quote from some interview uh where this guy you know happened to say these words in that order but i don't know what you know what that's about um the tv signals can go six miles there's no way to send a live tv signal through two hundred ninety thousand miles of space the idea that tv signals can only go six miles is you know there's no way that's right uh i mean they're sure like when you're in the atmosphere and this you know and this this is the first and i and i actually haven't like really like researched this tv signal thing um but this is a good example of something i see a lot because 
I don't know why, um, but there, like, I, there are the conspiracy theories surrounding the moon. Uh, to me, they're the they're like the bridge between. <laughs> I don't know, like conspiracy theories about like the ruling elite, which to me has, you know, a lot of, lot of like, you know, grounded reality. It's happening. It's literally happening around us. That's the bridge. Like most of these moon conspiracy theory things are the bridge to like the flat earth. Like I, I feel like once you start going down that route, the earth winds up being flat. And I, I, and I think, it, you know, I mean, I've tried to think of how I would how I would express this, but it's you know, like for example, I mean this this his his first point: TV signals can go six miles. Um, I mean, like where like where are you getting that number from? You know, like it's just like just a random statement and you know probably somebody else or he read it somewhere else and then it became true the like traveling you have to talk about the medium you're traveling through right like a tv signal can go zero miles through like solid granite right but then the void of outer outer space they can go forever you know, theoretically, it has to impact something, you know, and so there's, like, to me, it's like, people have a lot of trouble in this, because you get, like, you have, you know, actual physicists that, you know, say things, and then, and then there's, like, people sort of pick, to me, this is, this is, like, my theory of how it gets here, people pick and choose facts out of context and generally misunderstand them like this right this is just like flat out you just don't understand you know what what you read um and then they repeat them and repeat and they almost like do the same sort of like uh propaganda stuff that you see except it's like this natural like weird propaganda um so anyway that is uh you know i mean i'm not saying you could definitely brought like again like this isn't saying that the moon landing wasn't faked you know i don't know but i can just like sort of read what you're saying and that you know to me like that gets at the heart of this i am basically going to trash everything that Owen Benjamin is saying about the moon landing. But that does not necessarily mean, I mean, it doesn't mean that I think that the moon landing was definitely real. Like, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I I, I personally haven't, like, looked into it that much. Uh, it's not really moving the needle. Again, like, you know, when, you know, we're talking about, you know, we, I, I, you know, there's, a limited amount of time right like i can't i'm not gonna do a uh 24 hour um you know a 24 hour podcast where just constantly talk about stuff you know and and i wanted to do this episode about conspiracy theories because i do you know i think it deserves some time uh 
because I like it and I think there's something to it. I mean, I think there's a lot of fucked up shit that is like going on and we're being lied to about. And, you know, and I think if if that if we could ever figure out how to present, you know, these things, uh, these sort of like evil dastardly deeds that are going on and and just you know being totally hidden from from the public's view uh you know we would i think go a long that would go a long way to us being able to live in a much more free society um because you would find like you know the state at the heart of all this stuff you know whether or not it's like I'm not saying the everybody in the government collectively together is like once this banking system most of people are just duped like you know regular people and there and and also it's like you know you create this crazy like powerful weapon of oppression that is the US government I mean the person that sort of creates this you know some law to do something somebody else might use it and they weren't even involved in the creation of it but they find it handy like oh I found this statute that you know I can like you know threaten this person with and we could take away their property or force them to pay money or put them in a cage if they don't do what I want you know and it's like it's it's just this it, it's at the, the core of all all of this stuff i believe um and anyway so you know like and no i don't think like the moon landing being faked or not is like really all that important i mean at the end of the day it becomes like this thing they this propaganda piece if it was faked right it's like what's the like worst case scenario it was faked and it's like what because it was a propaganda piece to like make us you know seem like we're more advanced than the russians like okay and what's the result of like the war on drugs thing is that they've like fucking targeted african americans and like systematically destroyed their like family structure and this entire community and you know left it in, in shambles and then used the money from that to fund like you know trying to overthrow dictators or not excuse me not overthrow dictators overthrow like leaders in countries they don't like and just murder all these people all over the world you know <laughs> i mean it's it's no contest man the fake moon landing versus like the crazy like intelligence community drug war and wars in the middle east like the way all that stuff ties together to me is is just you know world's more important nonetheless you know sometime on the moon landing is okay i mean i i'm skipping over today that the whole uh yemen uh peace uh or, pff, yemen peace the you know vote uh in the senate to uh end the uh, u.s backing for the saudi war obviously to me that's probably well i don't know this obamacare uh vote i know it, i haven't like talked about it very much but it's you know it's also important but anyway you know those are big 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 news i mean apparent you know maybe the u.s is gonna stop uh uh refueling planes and stuff like that and uh there was even from from listening to um scott horton apparently there was even some attempts at those kind of classic amendments that kind of like sneak in and just really like gut 
you know, the actual power of a bill. Uh, and apparently those were even voted down. So there was some reason to believe that at least uh, overtly the U.S. may stop uh, supporting the Saudi war in Yemen. Uh, I'm sure covertly, you know, it won't end. Uh, anyway, so so where was I with all this stuff? Basically, let's say, so we've established that I don't think this moon landing thing is that important, but it was kind of brought up to me the more general idea of just dealing with conspiracy theories, uh, how we present them. And also there, there's another thing. I, I do want to talk about one more specific thing about this one, um, but there's also like the way I'm perceiving Owen Benjamin, specifically my statement that kind of looks like maybe he's going off the rails. That I, I think that's kind of interesting. I wanted to unpack that a little bit. But let's just finish this. So the other thing they talk about is, uh, you know, we can't get anybody through the Van Allen belts. And um, the... Uh, so... I actually wanted to see. So I believe the height of the Van Allen belts. Van Allen belt height. Altitude extends from 1,000 to 8,000. Uh, the outer belt. Okay, so it doesn't start to like 1,000. So pretty far out. Um, but this idea that, you know, nobody's ever been through the Van, Van Allen belts uh, before. And, um, or whatever, they like that they can't get through them because the radiation's so bad. And specifically, Owen Benjamin kept saying this quote that the temperature in the Van Allen belt is like 2,000 degrees and the melting point of aluminum is like six or seven hundred. He's like, so there's uh, like that, that, that was his main argument. Like everything else, I, I've, if I had to guess, like that was the thing that really flipped the switch for him. Once he saw that, and he said, okay, and even steel, uh, which was also, I guess, part of these ships or something, was, you know, right around that melting point. So it would essentially have liquefied steel going through. <clears throat> so um, that, you know, that was the, the main idea for why you know to, to me that was the real like take home uh story of all this <coughs> excuse me so this is another one uh that's like there you know the i you know and and another thing that kind of coupled along with this is he makes a statement that like things in outer space are really hot and so, I mean, it's it's pretty interesting because the idea of temperature in space is sort of weird. Uh, and temperature in basically in a vacuum becomes it. Uh, temperature is is like a measure of the movement of particles. So when you are in space to say it's hot or cold, there's almost no particles there moving in the first place. So it's not the same thing, you know? Like, 
you know, one electron moving very fast uh, that hits your body versus, you know, that, that, that if there was, you know, a pound of electrons worth of, you know, or if there was, a, you know, the number of electrons, it was like weighed a whole pound and they were traveling, you know, half the speed of light. I mean, obviously, you know, you would be vaporized and you would punch a hole through the earth, you know, but one electron moving really fast does nothing. You know, they, that's, it's just like they move really fast. But if you got them all moving really fast and a whole bunch of them dense enough in the same direction, well, then you would have created some like super weapon, you know. And so, <clears throat> you know, the, uh, the, I, and the, you know, so measuring, you know, I, and I know some of this because I, um, I worked with something called Bose Einstein condensates. And so, people what so we we would claim that the temperatures that we would get these things down to were colder than anything else in the universe like the only way that there's something else in the universe this cold is if there just were other aliens that figured this out uh but it's like it's so you know sort of like absurd to happen it just like like you have to be so careful to create this event um that it just doesn't happen naturally. There's no place naturally in the universe that particles are moving this slowly. Uh, they're, you know, we, um, they're, they're just very, very, they're, they're like 10 to the minus, I think we got down to like 10 to the minus nine Kelvin. So zero being absolute zero, meaning no movement at all. Uh, 10 to the minus nine is saying point oh, you know, one uh, Kelvin. So very, very, very slow moving particles. But if that Bose Einstein condensate came in touch with your skin, it wouldn't really do anything because it's just not dense enough. There's not enough particles. It doesn't, they're not like going to cool you down. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's just not enough mass there. Anyway, so, uh, and I, I don't know how dense the radiation belts are, but, you know, certainly, talking about them having this temperature and then they are super complicated like the physics that's going on in these and what a van allen radiation belt is so the sun streams like charged particles towards us right it's the solar wind it's the radiation and then our atmosphere uh basically protects us and it's really like the earth's magnetic field like though like it sort of blocks a lot of these particles, you know, from coming uh, to the Earth's surface, and it, the Earth is habitable because of this. So they, uh, the these Van Allen belts are like um, this sort of kind of halo thing. I mean, you can imagine, like you've seen, like a magnet and the the drawing of the magnetic field lines coming off the poles, like these sort of bubble kind of lines that go out one pole and in the other. So the Van Allen belts, they found, well, this guy, Van Allen, theorized that this would be the case, but they actually capture a bunch of the charged particles, get trapped sort of in this magnetic field lines. And so there is these, these kind of belts of much more dense radiation because they it it's good because it prevents them from hitting the earth's surface but then they sort of congregate around there i guess um 
So this was like a real problem. This is a real problem for sending, you know, manned missions uh, outside or through those belts. The people are worried that, you know, the amount of radiation um, that uh, an astronaut would get exposed to would, you know, be lethal, basically. Um, but going from that to like saying that it would liquefy a spacecraft, I mean, what about all the non-manned missions, right? Like, what about all the satellites? Like, there's all, you know, satellite like Voyagers or whatever. I mean, you know, we've sent tons of stuff through these Van Allen belts and the spacecrafts didn't melt unless, you know, you're also like, in, to me, in order to like keep this up, you have to like also believe that all of these things were faked, that we don't have any satellites anywhere. And, you know, now, you know, you're again, you're to me, it's like approaching the flat earth, you know, the flat earth, uh, uh, a thing, but, um, yeah. And, and so, Anyway, like the the common explanation for it is that there are, um, you know, the radiation is not linearly dispersed, so it's it's not like or it's not homogeneous, right? Like the like that every section of these belts, there's actually two belts, uh, a closer one and a far one. The you know the distribution is not um, even everywhere in the belts, so. Uh, they basically just like studied and figured out a path that exposed them to the least what they thought was least amount of radiation and they have you know there's some protection from the aircraft itself um or the spacecraft and um and they went for it and you know when they came back the amount of radiation that they experienced was like not not that bad so, um, you know, obviously that I feel like the, the one thing that doesn't really matter is like, so they be like the astronauts had some sort of, you know, device r recording their radiation. Obviously, if you think the whole thing's fake, then that piece of evidence doesn't really matter. They could just say anything, right? They could just plug in any number into this meter and say, oh yeah, it wasn't that bad. Um, <clears throat> But, uh, the, you know, the, like, the idea that there's just no possible path through, like, you know, it's just extremely complicated, and, and, uh, you know, and yeah, who knows, man, maybe people are lying or whatever, but to me, like, the level you have to get to, to really prove that there's just no passage for you know no possible way that a human being in in a spacecraft could get through the van allen belts uh that's some like that's some really high level <laughs> mathematics and i promise you owen benjamin didn't do it and this is something that really irks me in so much of the conspiracy theory it's literature and quote-unquote documentaries that i read and or that i watch is just the science of them it's just so bad and it's like i like you know and and i'm like a big nerd too and there's a lot of stuff i'm into that i don't know much about you know it just so happens that i have a phd in physics and it doesn't mean i know everything about all kinds of physics but 
it sure as hell means that I have a much, much stronger base going on this stuff than Owen Benjamin. And Owen Benjamin is much, much more easily duped with, you know, things that sound like really solid physics arguments, you know, and, and I can, you know, there's like red flags. Like when you're talking to me about Van Allen belts and you're quoting a single temperature, uh, it, it's just very, you know, it's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, what do you, like, who, who did you stick a fucking thermometer up there? Like, what, you know, I mean, what it is, is they're saying, oh, this is the speed of the particles that are moving in the Van Allen belt, you know, uh, at this point, right? I mean, and, and then, but they're not, you know, and then they're saying, so that's the temperature. But like I said, you know, without sufficient density, the speed of the particles doesn't matter. You know, like you have neutrinos streaming through your body all day, every day at like, you know, a large fraction of the speed of light. And it doesn't matter. It's not burning you up. You know, they don't even like interact with you. This stuff really matters. <laughs> it really does. Uh, so anyway, like, great. They're moving really fast. But like I said, if you know, one proton moving really fast, it's just not doing much, man. It, it really matters the density of the belt. <clears throat> and again, I mean, if it was so dense that, you know, then it was like liquefying metal, like, all right. And I mean, and I don't know that, like, I don't, you know, but in order to get there, man, like, it's not just, like, a simple, you know, calculation, and, like, where are these, like, I wouldn't be surprised if stuff's changing all the time, you know, um, you know, it's, like, I mean, just think about when they're launching, uh, they have, like, and I, I actually, you know, I never really understand, I really don't know exactly what they're looking for, but there's certain, like, launch times, you know, and, um, they have to do them within certain windows that are, like, favorable, uh, and, I, you know, it's probably just because, like, the fucking atmosphere above us is not just this, like, homogeneous thing. It's, like, it's changing in different parts as we're, like, orbiting and rotating on our axis and the axis. And there's just times when it's favorable that, like, you have to go through, like, the least amount of shit to, like, get out of the atmosphere. So, I... Uh, really thought that that was um, kind of ridiculous, particularly his like follow-up post. And, you know, he's so, um, he seems, you know, he's so sh like sure of himself with this. And, you know, if you're, you know, if you're not a physicist, like you probably got to, you probably should tone it down. Because there's no way you actually know what you're talking about, you know? And it's the same thing I'd say with, like, you know, that to me, like, the very similar to this is, like, global warming or climate change. This is something, <laughs> people, I, I remember uh, talking about, I said, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, like, something about, like, global, you know, global warming. And uh, I've multiple times had people respond to me, like, and they say, climate change. And I actually never I never thought in the moment to ask. I'm like honestly not sure if they're joking or not. Because to me, that's a fucking joke, right? Like you're admitting that we have no idea what's going on and we're just saying climate change. And it's like kind of tongue in cheek. We're laughing. Oh yeah, well, climate change. And it's but 
I'm not sure if it's a joke, and I don't give people much credit at all. Uh, I mean, I think people could be, you know, convinced of anything, you know, almost anything. Like, they could be propagandized. And the propaganda for global warming is fucking, like, insane, right? I mean, it's just everywhere, you know? And um, so, I think it's very similar, you know? I mean, I remember when I was at Georgia Tech when I was in grad school, and the guy, he was, I think he was like the Secretary of Energy at the time, and he came and gave this presentation on, you know, man-made global warming and like what the situation was, and I mean, you know, it was pretty terrifying, um, and I, it's certainly, I didn't have like the ammunition to fire back, and I, honestly, like I just wasn't really thinking about global warming as like, a pathway to like government control at the time I was just sort of you know I'm in grad school I'm learning science you know physics and I'm just fascinated I'm fucking secretary of energy is here giving a talk in like a pretty small like you know auditorium like a I don't know a couple hundred people like a regular classroom kind of like the the sort of class college classrooms that have stadium seating type of auditorium you know I mean it was like pretty neat and um you know and then later i found it, it, i don't know what else i read i mean you know we get this stuff ever since i was little i remember earth day being a big deal and people we always say like hey do you remember when you were little we were talking about we were afraid that global cooling and i have to admit like i i remember that being said but i don't recall that it was like oh this is you know the thing that we're afraid of but my my recollection was more about like pollution and the ozone layer that was a big one I mean, the ozone layer was like this thing where you know is going to be totally destroyed by cfc's if i recall and there's already a big hole and it's just going to get bigger and it's going to be like you know we're not going to be able to like live on the planet without the ozone layer it's really important and uh but then a lot about like recycling and stuff like that and you know less waste and um and uh you know and now it's just global warming global warming and then people will say climate change again i don't know if they're joking i actually think the people that said it to me were not joking and they're just idiots (laughs) uh but anyway, because it's like, you got it. You better stay on the global warming track because the climate change one doesn't strike as much fear in the heart, right? <clears throat> Everybody's scared because you're saying the temperature's going to go up, the icebergs are going to melt, and we're all going to drown and like, you know, whatever. But if you're just saying, oh, the cl- temperatures are going to continue to change, well, then, every, then it's like, okay, well, they've always done that. And uh, I don't know. I'm just not that worried about it. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so, I mean, I'm certainly skeptical, right? Because most of the people, and this is, you know, this is the thing. It's not about, like, I'm not delving into, you know, the, like, detailed science of global warming. You know, I am you know, like using my experience of, of watching like the way that like, 
you know, the government and the big businesses, the elites kind of like angle for power and they always do it through, you know, this sort of fear mechanism that, you know, lies and fears and, you know, like exactly how they're doing it with the, um, you know, healthcare, right? Like there's an example that, you know, they, they sort of cause all these problems and then later, you know, come back and, and then say, oh, well, you know, the free market did this. And, it, you know, it's a, you know, it's completely wrong. It's, it's 100% wrong in the case of healthcare. Uh, you know, with global warming, one thing I can say that it's obviously a lie or always omitted is that the state, the government is the worst polluter. That like the, it's, it's the regulations that lead to all this pollution. It's, it's setting up areas that nobody owns. Like, so once you make land that nobody owns, then like anybody that can have access to it, they have no reason to try to conserve it because fuck it, man. Like they'll just go scorched earth to get whatever they want out of it because it's not theirs anyway. Like it doesn't matter what it's like after they leave because they don't own it. It's not like they can benefit from it being left in good condition for the next guy. I mean, the next guy is almost seen as like he would be their competition anyway. You know, uh, if you're like have access to some, you know, government owned forest, it doesn't really matter if you replant, right? Like you just like go in there and get it while it gets good and and then move on. Like get the next government owned land. Like who cares? I mean, I don't, you know, I, don't, I think to me like the libertarian take on conservation is self-preservation of your property it's you know you want to keep your property nice if you are a you know a tree company or wood you know a lumber company and you own forest like you can't just chop it all down or you know you're screwed your business like no you that's it you you got like you have to although it costs you more money and means you get less trees this year You've got to understand how to keep replanting and keep your forest healthy, you know? And then property rights extend beyond this to pollution because if you have a forest and this is your, you know, this is like your income, you know, is based off of this property and the health of your forest. And then, you know, the the person that owns the next land next to you you know and they start polluting the shit out of the water because they have i don't know you know some paper plant or some nuclear reactor or whatever and it starts killing your forest then there there is recourse in the libertarian world you know you take that person to court because they're destroying your property they're damaging your property and it comes down to the basic idea of like the aggression you know they're aggressing against your property and you know you've got a great case but in our country that shit is like you know really difficult to do and in fact you know the government does everything they can do to protect these big businesses against people you know suing them like they make it so hard you know so you know to me like 
once again, it's like, you know, whether or not like global warming is actually happening or man-made global warming is actually happening. To me, it doesn't matter because the solution is less government, not more government. But they're taking this and trying to spin it that the solution is, okay, now there's all this global warming. And unless you let like the government just put all these insane regulations and taxes and everything on people and just bleed us even more quickly dry like life on earth will you know will cease to exist it'll become inhabitable or whatever you know whatever their doomsday predictions are and it's like yeah so to me it like yes i would like to know the you know the truth of man-made global warming for sure but i know no matter what that the main polluter are governments and it's when you fuck up you know property ownership and property rights and you put all this property into the hands of the quote-unquote public which means government owned then you got problems and when you make it really hard you know for individuals to protect their property against like pollution from other you know other entities corporations or whatever um you know, you, you're, you're causing these problems, you know, this is something they talk about with the oceans all the time, you know, because they have, like, it's like the governments around the world have made it so nobody can own ocean, like, nobody can, can say, like, this, you know, these boundaries of this water are, like, mine, and so then they want to preserve, you know, they are now this vested interest in, like, fishing there but then also making sure that the fishing population stays good but since like nobody's able to and i and i get like i don't you know it seems like a little bit more abstract to own a section of ocean right like water uh and i and i i can't like really do justice to this how how you know if i own you know one square mile of land and then you own a square mile of land next to it and some river passes through your land and passes through mine flowing that direction <clears throat> you know we don't it's like you can't own the actual water right because the water keeps flowing from one to the other and you can't own the actual air uh so i don't know how like legally um you describe that maybe that's homework or something i'll, I'll look into um but yeah Anyway, so again, it's, you know, it's what matters. And, uh, and I do think that this global warming thing does matter again, kind of more than the, uh, moon landing because they are, because this is now, and they are attempting to use this to, you know, pass all these messed up laws. For instance, that the yellow vest protests were all about a little side note i saw an article that the yellow vest protesters like put out their demands or something and of course they were just like some ridiculous like socialist kind of they want you know uh i don't even remember it, but it's a bunch of like stupid shit and they want a bunch of handouts from the government and you know where's that going to come from it's going to come from more taxes and but you know you got a question like is this really representative of the people like who issued this? Like my understanding is that the yellow vest protest was actually a whole bunch of different kind of ideologies coming together against, you know, against what was going on and what was going on was largely justified 
you know, by, you know, man-made global warming. So again, you know, so the key to me with global warming is saying, hey, either way, right? Let's just, <clears throat> you know, somebody's talking about global warming, like let's say, okay, let's just accept that what you're saying is true and that man-man global warming is this big problem. Then now let's talk about the solution and get into why, you know, the state is not the solution, you know? And this is whether, you know, whether, you know, people say, oh, well, look, the middle class is shrinking in, in the United States. Okay, but let's talk about the solution. The solution is not the state. It is not more Federal Reserve like controlled or whatever, you know? It's not turning over more control of the economy to the state. It's less, you know? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I guess that, that kind of sums it up just, you know, and, and I think that that, again, it is sort of my compass with all this stuff. And I, and I think I'd said it before with nine 11, the same thing. It's like, you know, nine 11 being an inside job. And, you know, um, to me, it's like, I, you know, I can't see these buildings collapse on top of them, you know, in a perfect like collapse on their footprint and not be like, yo, that like there's no way like that happens by accident, right? Like there's no way like you to me, you know, what well, certainly not doing any calculations, but I just don't see how a asymmetric impact into a symmetric structure leads to this perfectly symmetric collapse. <clears throat> and you know, pe people get, you know, there's like literal experts that like their job is to like try to destroy buildings and make them fall onto their footprint and it's very hard and if you and i were given a whole bunch of money and a bunch of explosives like we probably wouldn't be able to pull it off and without you know tons of training we would just hire these people uh but that being said you know it's also like okay but people that are trained to do this are not trained in espionage right like they are they are given like full run of a building it's totally fenced off they have weeks or months to prepare the building put all the explosives in the exact right place and then they fucking do it uh that also seems like how the hell could you pull that off like in secret <clears throat> anyway but you know again it's like but what's the end game here? I mean, the end game was to attack Iraq and obviously eventually to get to Iran. Uh, but we know that they attacked Iraq based off the yellow cake uranium lies. So, like, you know, it's kind of like mission accomplished. Whether or not, you know, the the 9-11, you know, being inside job conspiracy is so complicated. There's so many parts. It's really hard because it's like, I feel like no matter which side you fall on, like there's always these facts that are just like really hard to contend with from either side, you know. And, uh, but if you like keep your kind of eye on the prize, which is like showing that these fucking people purposely engineered events to get us to attack Iraq which has led to the deaths of at least hundreds of thousands of people if not million or two million people uh, then you know you need look no further than yellow cake uranium lies which is like an accepted lie like it's not like conspiracy right it's it's real they really made this up and they really presented this to the UN when they knew it wasn't true um, so to me, like that's the much better approach. Uh, certainly, much easier. Uh, I'm not saying that the deaths of three thousand people doesn't matter, and we shouldn't, you know, that people shouldn't try to get to the bottom of it. But again, it's you know, kind of the 
there's only so many hours in the day. And if I spend all those hours, you know, watching, you know, videos of like, you know, shape-shifting eyes on the news, uh, you know, I don't think that that's as effective. Um, so the, the last thing I wanted to talk about then with regards to, again, it's sort of about Owen Benjamin and my perception of him, um, but it's a kind of like bigger picture, uh, you know, it, it connects to me to a more general, you know, discussion is like my perception of him and it's, you know, you get it all, um, you know, it's like <clears throat> people say, you know, I think I talked about it in one of the last episodes, you know, somebody's saying, do you believe Alex Jones? Or, you know, there's just like, you know, to some extent, right? Like you can be asked the question about any person. Do you like this person? And then you feel cornered and say to say yes or no, right? Like, like and and as much as it's like this, you know, in my mind, it's like, oh, like, you you know, to me, like, the response is like, I mean, I, you know, I can't put it, my feelings about this person into a single word. <sighs> to some extent, like, I think that there's some truth to that in my brain, like, in somewhere in these, like, neural calculations that's happening somewhere is stored like a very simple like very quickly accessible rating for Owen Benjamin and and maybe like it's a contextual one right like it's not the same for instance like a female right like my feeling that's like instantly drawn up in a social situation versus like we're back in my house watching Netflix or you know whatever like you know we're about that like whether I'm I'm basically saying like thinking about them more sexually or more like just sort of normal day-to-day -day interactions or we're in a meeting you know what I mean it's like there's places where I don't want this person around and then other contexts where I do so you know I believe that that, that, that this sort of simple, I almost think it was like a number, it just sort of calls up, you know, it's like, well, on a zero, you know, one to 10 rating neuron for people, but there, there is some sort of context somehow to it. But anyway, I, you know, I, I suspect that there is some truth to that, that there's like reducing experiences and information just distilling it down to like a single feeling uh, that you can kind of think of as like good or bad. And then, you know, certainly degrees of good or bad or positive or negative is, uh, you know, it's funny. Um, I mean, it seems kind of weird when you think about it, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, it, I, uh, you know, maybe it's kind of connected to the thing like Mises and I, I'm not sure if he really uh if he came up with it or if it was the uh his uh the guy before him um I'm blanking on his name um but the idea of ordin uh like preferences being like ordinal that you know like I can only 
you know, I can't really do like I've chosen to record this podcast right now, you know, and there's other things I like to do. You know, I like to eat pizza. I like to play Xbox. I could also do things that are like maybe I don't like to do, but, you know, maybe make me like a better person. Like I could go to the gym, you know, I could go to my neighbor and just ask them how they're doing and see if they need any help with anything, you know, and I had before, you know, I pressed record on this podcast, uh, like I had all of those choices in front of me. I, you know, I could have done any of them and all, you know, like I like a lot of that stuff. And, but at that time I just, I liked, I, and, and it's like, obviously I I did like the only sort of proof is that I am recording this podcast. You know, that's kind of like at the heart of it. So it like in a weird way, or maybe it's not a weird way, but in, in, uh, in some ways I think it's like very sort of similar, um, that there's some real truth to that in the reality that like, I can, I can kind of only do one thing, you know, roughly at a time. Yeah, obviously, <coughs> I could also, why I'm recording this podcast, be like uh, texting a friend of mine or something. You know, I mean, there's there's some, but th there's certainly like a limited amount of stuff. Like while I'm doing this podcast, I could also be like curling dumbbells. So, you know, I can, you know, to some extent, but I don't think that that at all affects like the bottom line of this ordinal idea. Because then you would just, put that into like that was the choice my choice was to record podcasts while curling dumbbells like it's still like a a single activity you know what I mean it's like what I am doing at this moment in time and um I I think that I don't know you know what I mean like there's some idea of that you know like I have some mental rating of Owen Benjamin and it is declining for sure and but it's like, I wonder, you know what I mean? But like, in, but then I th I just was thinking about, right? So I, the last, a uh, few episodes ago, I was, sorry, this is like a little scattered. I, I'm, I, this kind of idea sort of just like popped in my head while I was talking right now. So it's gonna, you're gonna have to bear, bear with me. Um, he, so there was a few episodes ago, and it, like I said, I don't listen to all this stuff, but he um, was talking about rock music and stuff, and he was, he he's kind of on this like decline of culture, I think. Um, again, I'm not like opposed to this or whatever exactly. I mean, I think that there's something to it. Uh, and he was like going, and then he was focusing on, on Rolling Stones, top... Uh, 100 rock songs of all time and number one was uh rolling stone uh by bob dylan and he was like kind of going through it in sort of in this really like clumsy way like kind of trying to pick it apart and and talk about like that there's all this meaning in it and you know and 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 it's like look dude i mean it's you know it's a good song and his and this is one of those things that he tried to present himself as this authority because he's an artist so because he considers himself an artist and he does comedy and he plays the piano or whatever that because of that then he can tell you you know what's right and wrong 
about like what Bob Dylan was saying. But like, but art is different than physics because, you know, physics has these sort of deterministic conclusions and it is, uh, it is objective, right? Like, I mean, there are definitely like open questions and arguments and everything like that. But, you know, when things get settled, they get pretty settled. And the only way that they're really like unsettled later is when somebody is able to come at it from a different angle. But like when a proof is done in like math, like it's done, you know, like you, you, you like it then can be like taught and then reproduced you know what I mean it's it's just like a whole different ball game you know but like if you're telling me because you are a comedian and you play the piano that you can tell me like what Bob Dylan means like that's fucking stupid I think you know it's just like that it's incorrect you know like you can interpret it but it doesn't mean you have some like special insight into the lyrics of Bob Dylan more than, you know, the next guy. Uh, I mean, you're not like, you know, he's not a writer, man. Like, you know, like Bob Dylan's like a writer. Owen Benjamin's like, you know, he's not anywhere near on that level. And, uh, you know, and I, and I felt like it was like, he, you know, he was sort of talking about it like it was glorifying this sort of rock and roll lifestyle. And to me, like, it's just, that's not, to, for me, like, that is not the vibe I get uh, from, from, you know, from that song. Like, to me, it's all about, like, being, like, you know, full of yourself and then getting cut down. And, but him you know like but he's but you know it's like dylan man like it's not he doesn't take it as just just super simple take on all of it like because he also talks about the idea of like now that you've like been cut down like maybe you can actually live an honest like life you know what i mean like this may not be this terrible thing like you thought that was the best like you thought that was great and then you got cut down and now you know you have no secrets or whatever you know and the the whole you know that whole like idea and i, I don't know man like i think it is a pretty great song i'm not gonna like put it as a number one song for me um but i I really dig it, you know? And, and I think that there's like this I this whole aspect of Dylan of like that's mysterious. And you know, sometimes his lyrics are like really like really weird and cool and I don't know, like like there's some fun in that, you know? There's fun in like trying to to figure out, you know, what he's talking about all throughout Desolation Row. And there's like these areas where it's really awesome. And, you know, and I've talked about that in the past, like writing, you know, me and my like little experience, like writing lyrics, like it's not there. There's some aspect of there. There's just this really like really hard to touch idea or feeling of cool. And, it's not, there ain't really math for it yet, you know, um, maybe we'll get there, maybe, you know, well, the longer we study neuroscience and everything, uh, but it seems like it's pretty far off, and, you know, because it's not just, like, being clever or being kind of, like, 
coy with a concept and not exactly saying it out because you know, I think about my my uh, my brother used to talk about. So Bob Marley is like my all time favorite musician. I like absolutely adore almost every song he's ever put out. And you know, and then you talk about like my my brother would always talk about Bob Marley and you know how the sim- how simple he would say things and so just straightforward. Please don't rock my boat because I don't want my boat to be rocking. And it's like somehow that's cool you know what I mean like I don't know and then you know you have like Bob Dylan like Desolation Row or something and it's super weird parts it's like what is he talking about you know or um and it's cool too you know and it's different and I, I don't know man like it it's like I I'm not saying that there isn't this like war on the family and like they're trying to split us up and dumb us down and poison our water and all these things like but you know there's so much to me like then people get carried away with it and then they they sort of feel like they there are like it seems to me like Owen Benjamin now thinks he is some sort of authority because he you know, it seems like he believes that he sees things that other people don't. And now he's now he's really like telling us, you know, like, oh, look at this. Look at this. And this thing's wrong. This thing's wrong. And it's like, buddy, like you don't know dick about physics. So like stop talking about like the moon landing being faked. Like, you know, you you just you sound like a dummy. You know, you just it, it sounds dumb and, and it ruins your credibility. Um, and again, man, like every everybody does it everybody talks out of their ass but try not to you know what I mean like and it doesn't seem like he's really trying not to right now uh and um you know he talks about uh and and I do think that this like so he also talks about stuff and this is kind of I'm, I'm sort of going like backwards here right so recently he was talking about this NASA stuff and the moon landing being fake and then before that he was talking about the rock and roll and everything like that and then before that he and and sort of he was sort of like leading into this but he talks about the uh like the idea of it's to me it's like I say propaganda and then he's sort of like taking it further like he talks about like hypnosis and and then he starts talking about like these people are basically like wizards and they're like casting spells on people you know and it's like you know so this is sort of like that are I'm kind of like angling to what I what I wanted to try to get at and I just didn't know how I I could say it hopefully I'm getting there right now and I know I'm like sounds like I'm blasting Owen Benjamin I mean obviously I am but at the end of the day like I'm still gonna listen to Owen Benjamin because I think he's like I actually do think he's like super funny and he is really talented and like I can just kind of like I don't know like just shrug off this stuff to some extent I mean sometimes I turn it off you know what I mean like it's his Dylan thing that was probably the end of me listening to that particular episode because it was just like yeah it was tough to handle it was tough to stomach I just like just disagreed I was like I don't know man I was like it's a pretty fucking interesting cool song it's got a great melody you know and he's talking about oh this guy's just to be the best you know and listen to his voice is so bad and it's like again man like it's like you're talking about like this super subjective thing like 
It's like people liked it. I don't, you know what I mean? I mean, look at like the people that are famous. I mean, look at Michael Jackson, like how fucking weird Michael Jackson is, you know? But he's also like just, just like amazing weird unicorn, you know? Like, I don't know. It's like there's a lot of people like, you know, like in music to like what I feel like it's like there are studio musicians and these guys are almost the people that are like the objectively good players you know they're the guys that can just stick the drum beat the bass line they know all the chords they can sight read they're like they have the technique and they are like engineers i feel like of the craft of playing music and then you know you have the like artists like the create you know what i mean like and it, it's it's this to me there's just some sort of blend between the like you know technical brilliance but then you know you got to have like prince you know on top of it or you know mick jagger or whatever you know what i mean like uh and it, it's you know it's like why is jay-z the most pop and i'm not saying that there isn't like this corporate control and all this stuff involved in it but there's also like some real truth and beauty in in it as well you know like uh i've said this a number of times over the years but to me like you know the thing like when i get really down about humanity i used to get I mean, this essentially is what put a stop to it. I used to get really bummed out about people and like, oh my God, it's like we just destroy everything in nature is so perfect and beautiful. And it's like, and we're just this weird, like on this disease in it, you know? And like, what are we doing? And then one, one day, man, like just the thought about like music. And I just thought it's like, we make that. Like people make music. And to me, like, music stands up music to me stands up against the beauty of nature and it's it stands shoulder to shoulder with the natural beauty that's in our earth that's in our universe and we create that people create that and ever since i've had that thought i've been okay with us like i've been okay with the human race and i no longer view us as this cancer and now it's like super complicated because we do seem to have this like weird weird conscious tough interaction with the world at large and and nature and and like we I, you know i don't know what's going on but we are contributing like we're definitely damaging and whatever uh, nature seems to always find a way to sort of loop around and still be cool um but you know we're definitely contributing to this universe at least with music and and in other art too you know writing and and painting and you know whatever things like that um but to me like music is like the pure like i mean we're like literally changing the sound waves <laughs> and uh, the way like we were like oh like nature or god or whatever like that's pretty cool the way you make these sounds you know like the ocean and the beach and then, uh, you know, like fucking Thelonious Monk and, and a few guys like just started hitting on, you know, these different instruments they made. And we're like, how about this? This is pretty cool, too. And I think it's just as cool. So anyway, I, I, you know, I don't think that necessarily makes, you know, <laughs> that Owen Benjamin is necessarily like this authority or, you know, um, whatever. 
but uh and and sorry that was a huge uh just tangent on my feelings about uh music and humanity and our place in the universe um so i uh it's so what i'm what i'm trying to get at in this sort of final analysis is this this idea that has owen benjamin really gone off the rails certainly my like knee-jerk perception of him is that he has is that he's talking about wizards and he's talking about hypnosis and he's saying the moon landing was faked and he doesn't believe in flat earth theory but you know shoot he didn't believe the moon landing was faked a year ago so let's you know come back to him in 12 months all this stuff and i i don't think so i mean i think at his core you know i'm and, and again i'm i'm not this like many year fan of owen benjamin but I, I would assume at his core like he hasn't really changed that much you know he's getting open to these ideas you know but like as a person uh you know he hasn't really changed that much and like okay so he's you know he's you know, he's also like dealing with an audience and trying to like grow it and, and make money. And, and I mean, he has been like, you know, really had a tough go of it, like getting pulled from from YouTube and wherever. I'm sure he's like off Twitter. Uh, I would assume. I don't know. I think his big thing was like YouTube. And um, and he's really managed to like write the ship and he has a certain audience. And, you know, he's like speaking to them and like that, like he's not talking to the whole world uh he's talking to these you know to his fans and and you know he's obviously trying to grow grow it or whatever and he and maybe he hasn't even like deeply considered the language that he's using which is kind of funny because his whole thing is about language um because his dad is like a professor and an I think it was a professor in rhetoric or something and he feels like his dad's really like caught up in this um but but you know like okay like forget about the moon landing thing i mean that's like a very specific you know thing that he's gotten on and uh you know this idea of like uh hypnosis and wizardry and all this stuff it's like i mean is is it any different than when i'm just saying propaganda I mean, he's using different language to describe it, but it's the same thing. I mean, this. I mean, I'm saying the same thing. I'm not. I'm not really sure why he's calling them wizards. Uh, I'm. You know, he talks a lot about like the satanic stuff, and um, that you know, I. You know, I. In my heart, well, I feel like he's kind of coming out. I believe he may be like a Christian guy, and so that again, like, changes the language you use. You know, to me, like. When I say like occult, you know, he says satanic, um, but I don't, you know, I'm pretty sure we're describing the same thing, right? Like he looks at um, uh, Baphomet, you know, he, a Christian sees Baphomet and they're like, oh my God, they're Satan worshipers. But that's like not actually accurate, right? I mean, Baphomet is not Satan. And so you know but but at this 
But at the end of the day, right, we're talking about the same thing. I mean, I'm saying, like, the thing that's, like, kind of, like, skeeved me out is, like, why does, you know, George Bush and Kissinger and Clinton and, like, whatever, these guys, like, pretend to be Christians and then they go off to, like, occult ceremonies behind closed doors, you know? I mean, you know, these the, the ones that are Freemason, I mean, Freemasonry is straight up an occult religion and there's there's no you know and and pike was it albert pike he was like the head of freemasonry i mean he wrote i mean he wrote like so the head of freemasonry in the united states wrote that freemasonry is luciferian you know so i mean like you know i it, in some ways like the occult and, and luciferian I, you know i don't know but i you know i, I again like getting into like the real details of that i don't know like it's enough to me to be like whoa you know something weird's going on there i've even been to some uh i even like kind of like hung out at the freemasons uh in atlanta i was thinking about joining I just, i'm fascinated by the occult you know um and unlike older takes on on kind of religious practices and prayer and meditation i i've kind of gotten opened up to it a little bit in uh in sort of the last five or ten years um anyway i you know i just think that there you know maybe there's a little my, my mind is like there's been a crack that's open that makes me a little bit more open to it because of the amount of change uh in my life that has occurred through prayer and meditation and like i just can't help but wonder like what is going on there and if there are these like occult religions that have continuously been like practicing in this type of stuff for you know a couple thousand years or, or more i mean maybe there is something to be learned from there you know like i don't know uh anyway um but like so like i get it but but you know from, from the outside it's like you know this kind of like very linear like do i like owen benjamin do i not like owen owen benjamin it's like you know people just hear a wizard and fake moon landing and they're just like man fuck this dude and then he's actually like been hosting alex jones a little bit lately the alex jones show i've been on there and like you know you feel like oh my god he's getting infected by all that craziness you know like i'm, I'm saying this what like an average person is just that's what they're gonna see right like an average person is writing off alex jones alex jones fucking spazzes out and like says the frogs are gay and you know so it does you know he so i guess like i mean honestly like i don't really know right like i don't know what the right thing is right like i'm i mean alex jones has built up a fucking following of millions of people and for the most part he's been really anti-war you know, he's been really anti the police state and he's like, you know, has like libertarianism at his core, I guess. And um, I think that he's been right about a lot of stuff. Again, like, I feel like where he gets off the rails is like stuff that gets into like technical kind of science, physics type thing, you know, and not all of that is is wrong. But, I, you know, like the thing I always think of, he always talks about how like Apple gave the keys to China and like I just don't know what on earth like he's even referring to you know I mean oh my god these systems are so complicated like they're complicated they've been built by like 
thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, even a million. I mean, when you start to call, talk about like the open source software that Apple uses in their products, the idea that there is like some single password that gets you what? Like, I don't know, like what, like unencrypted? Like it doesn't work like that. Like there is no like, you know, like that, as far as like every security thing that I've ever seen, there there is no back door into an iPhone, you know? Um, and like the idea that anyway, man, this is like, this is just getting off on a rant. That's just an example of, uh, uh, you know, where I don't, I don't even know what Alex Jones is talking about. And I doubt that he knows what he's talking about, but you know, I, and I'm like a weird person. Like, I feel like one of my talents, one of my gifts is to be able to totally laugh at stuff that Alex Jones says and think that he's a fucking idiot when he talks about things and still like him and still have the ability to hear other stuff he says because I I'm just not worried that I'm going to get like duped by Alex Jones like I just like he's not I don't know like I definitely will consider certain people authorities in certain areas you know but that doesn't make them like a full authority on everything and then a lot of it becomes is like you know, motivation, right? Like just because somebody is a physicist and they are giving me an argument about physics, that still doesn't mean that I accept it at face value. Because what about their motives? What do you think? Fucking physicists can't lie? Physicists can't be bribed? You know? And it doesn't have to like hold up in the sense of physics, right? Like I have a PhD in physics. So somebody may say like, look, I'll give you a million dollars to go on TV and do this commercial where you put your name and we're able to say PhD in physics. And you say that like the science of what we're saying holds water. And I could go up there and do it. I've never had like nowhere in that uh that flow is there me studying their product to actually see if it works or not like and i gotta tell you like i talk a lot of shit on this radio i mean on this podcast and i sound super idealistic but if somebody like came to me and offered me a million dollars to do an advertisement for their supplement Basically, just because they wanted, they just wanted somebody that had a, phys, a physics PhD. Like, I'm not just like definitely turning that down, you know. Man, I could use a million dollars. So, uh, you know, like you can then justify, well, I could take that million dollars and then use it to like better promote my podcast and spread the real truth you know what i mean but it's you know underneath it's built on the lie uh anyway uh you know i so you know like just somebody being an expert like doesn't matter like that like it's oh it matters but it's not enough you know it's uh what do they say like it's necessary but not sufficient right? Like if somebody is a climatologist and they are telling you that global warming, you know, is a man-made problem and it's dangerous because of this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like these are the, the, the reasons, right? It is necessary. Like they have the necessary expertise, 
But without you really understanding their motives, uh, it's not sufficient to like sort of prove the case. So, you know, you really got, you know what I mean? Like, and like, you know, and Alex Jones is a human and Owen Benjamin's a human and like, you know, and then, you know, and then there are some people like, I don't know, you know, guys like Tom Woods, I always go back to him. I mean, for the most part, like I buy, I buy most of what he's saying. I mean, I feel like it's, he, you know, like to me, like he's built this reputation in, in my mind that like he rarely goes off the cuff. Like he rarely gets carried away and gets out of his, you know, out of his lane, out of his wheelhouse, talking about stuff he doesn't know and pretending to be an authority and, um, so, you know, I trust him, but I like with everything, you know, Ron Paul, like, you know what I mean? I mean, that guy seems to have withstood like legit corruption, like actual corruption. My assumption is that many, many, many people have come to him and offered him a lot of money to sell out his ideals and the guy hasn't. I mean, he might be the dude on a list of one that's like done it. And maybe a guy like Kucinich, right? Like Kucinich, uh, you know, while I may not agree with what, you know, he uh, believes all the way, um, he does seem to be like this uncorruptible. And, you know, maybe Owen Benjamin, I just like, but then you have a guy like Owen Benjamin talks out of his ass. So then you have like Tom Woods seems to have integrity plus expertise plus speaks within his like sphere of expertise and doesn't really go outside of it you have a guy like Owen Benjamin that maybe has some expertise I guess I'm not really sure in what um comedy um and I mean he's a smart guy and he does to me he has like the integrity he does seem to have you know that like kind of unquote like he hasn't changed his message to try to like get back on you know these social into the mainstream um but to me he speaks like way out of his ass right like he's like he doesn't he's not an expert and he sort of talks out of it uh you know somebody like let's think I, I don't know why I like that just go through some people, random people I think about, but Dave Smith, um, I would say Dave Smith is m far m more closer to being an expert in at least topics of like economics. And he, you know, I feel like he does homework more than an Owen Benjamin. He stays in his lane. He seems to admit when he's not talking about, uh, you know, um, things that he knows about or whatever, you know, he seemed, he just seems kind of like honest about all that. And, and I don't know that I can really speak to his corruptibility. Um, uh, but you know, to me, it's like the one easy gauge of it is like when you have a libertarian starting to push statist ideas, he's either been corrupted or he's just, they really know what he's talking about. You know, like to me, like that's like the fact, right? Like, the fact that's like the ultimate truth and i think that that's like the shortcut for all libertarians is like once you believe in the in you know private property rights and like the market as being like you know that's the thing that needs to be protected is freedom in that sense it becomes pretty easy to just like analyze other people it's like like and again right like so if a physicist like, or I don't know, let's say climatologist and he thinks that, you know, global warming is really happening, you know, whatever. Uh, he still may conclude that the government, we should have all of these, uh, you know, um, 
all you know regulations put in place or new taxes or whatever, that doesn't mean he's wrong about global warming, right? That's like an important, I think, piece of this as well. Is like you know he, he just because he's an expert in the climate doesn't mean he's an expert in economics, right? Like so, like you you know you really like again like you know stay in your lane. I'll listen to this person, and if they are not, and again, like, if you could somehow, like, that, that's the tough thing, right? Like, can you even determine the motivations of this person? Like, is this person been corrupted? Like, because it sure as hell seems like there's a massive amount of motivation on the government side to push this. Like, they have really, like, connected that, like, hey, like, we can ride this man-made global warming into a lot more money and power for ourselves. So, you know, we want to push it. And it makes it really hard, and it makes me very suspect of so much stuff I hear. Um, so, you know, I I don't, again, like, I don't know about any method, I it, but but I think, like, you know, trying to just pay attention to, like, I, you know, I guess like the thing about that I like, uh, maybe I'll, 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 like, so, okay, so somebody like Alex Jones, right, where it's like clear, like to me, like he says a lot of things that I don't agree with, and he's kind of crazy, and sometimes I don't, you know, don't want to listen to him, but why do I listen to him? It's because I think there is value in him. I think that like he is like, he's got himself to a place where he's got like the resources to like investigate stuff and the reach and like people get him you know information that like doesn't really come through other sources any you know necessarily or at least he's like the first to get it you know like and to me it's like man when some big event happens some crazy shooting or whatever I always love to like go and hear what he's saying about it because a lot of times like he's just got different you know, he's got some like, information that you're just not getting anywhere else. And then, you know, you've got to like use your own ability and critical thinking to like accept or reject or at least say, hmm, maybe. Um, but, you know, it's there. And like, so to me, that there's like a lot of value in it. And, um, you know, to me, like a guy like Owen Benjamin, like, I mean, he's pretty entertaining. And I actually really dig, I, I, and I, I kind of want to see where this keeps going but his because i i and maybe i've just missed previous episodes um where he's sort of like talked more about the hypnosis and language thing that i am really connecting to just propaganda in general uh, but i really i really like that topic and i think that that topic is very important and i don't think that somebody necessarily has to go to school for rhetoric to like be, make themselves an expert on it right like i I wouldn't call myself an expert on economics. Um, you know, maybe I'm not like a one percenter uh, as far as expertise on economics, but I'm certainly in some pretty rarefied air compared to like normal people, right? I'm like, like certainly in the uh, top, like, you know, 90th percentile of like, you know, and, and I just did that on my own. You know, I just got books and read it, watched lectures, debated with lots of people, talked to lots of people in it, and I've done it over a long period of time, you know, I spent a long, I mean, long for me, I mean, I don't know, I, 15 years maybe of, of like, really, you know, 
certainly more than 10 years of like really trying to like understand this stuff uh you know so i don't know you know what i mean i don't have a degree but you know uh i do know a good amount and like you know owen benjamin certainly doesn't have a degree in hypnosis but you know if he continues on and and digs into it i I don't know man it kind of passes all my like sniff tests it's interesting and um he's certainly like he's got a take on it that you know i i'm not really hearing anywhere else and it and it really jives with the way that um you know that i i think things are going as well uh so anyway you know um i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap this up and um you know so there's a lot of people out there saying a lot of stuff and you know in general most people aren't all right all the time and people have motives behind what they're saying and you know uh I think that just to completely close the door on somebody like Owen Benjamin or somebody like Alex Jones, particularly if you are sort of like pro-libertarian, pro-private property, and you're very sort of dismayed by how many of your friends and family and co-workers are totally duped by like the propaganda that comes from, you know, the mainstream media that comes from the the education system that's actually you know something owen benjamin i think is is really keen to um these guys are like you know there there's not as many of us so it's like there's not as much competition to like find out who's really got all their shit together and so you know it can be a little rough around the edges there there isn't like millions of dollars of research and production behind owen benjamin it's kind of like a guy trying to figure it out but uh so i still think it's worth listening to and supporting um and certainly i am so uh if you do want to connect with me on twitter or anywhere outside of here i'm patrick j bradley on twitter uh, Whistling in the Dark is the name of my Gab account. Uh, and Whistling in the Dark podcast is where you would find me on uh, Facebook. And if you're interested in my music, you can find me on SoundCloud. I am Pat LaRue. I think it's just my profile is like the URL is just Pat's LaRue. L A R U E. So, yeah. Um, hope you guys are having a good weekend and i will be back soon peace